From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. Welcome to another show. You know, there's growing concern, factory farms and slaughterhouses, where COVID-19 has run rampant, will pose a risk to the future health of Americans without the right safety measures. Now, I'm speaking today with General Counsel for Peter, Jeff Kerr. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much, Mark. Nice to be with you. And again, it seems, Jeff, that the call for transparency is essential, not only to prevent a potential spike in new COVID-19 cases, but to hold facilities accountable for practices that are cruel to animals and are on health officials' radar as having the potential to be the breeding grounds for the next pandemic. That's exactly right, Mark, and that's why PETA is renewing its call for an end to what are known as ag-gag laws, uh, which are laws designed to prevent the exposure, abuse of animals, uh, and the exposure of horrific conditions, filthy, crowded conditions in factory farms and slaughterhouses that can be the breeding ground for the next pandemic. Uh, they go so far as to even make it a crime in some instances for an investigator to get a job at a facility to expose this this cruelty and these conditions. And remember that you know COVID-19 began in a wet market in China. Well, slaughterhouses and factory farms are just large wet markets. Um, And COVID-19, while it came from pangolins and bats, it's not the first time that such a virus has been traced back to live animals. You had deadly outbreaks of mad cow, avian flu, swine flu, SARS, HIV, hoof and mouth, and more that have all stemmed from capturing or farming animals for food. And so now, more than ever, it's critical that they should be putting cameras in slaughterhouses and in factory farms so that the public can see what goes in to how the food gets on their plate. But instead, the factory farm and slaughterhouse industries are perpetuating, trying to keep up, keep up these ag-gag laws to silence and keep the public in the dark. Yeah, it's not right. I mean, what you're talking about is absolutely critical. If ever there was a time, I mean, we've had enough of this COVID-19 to what it does to our life, never mind another one. But apparently, uh, ag-gag laws prevent whistleblowers from effectively reporting hazardous conditions for workers or the cruelty to animals and ban the sharing of photographs or videos taken at these factory farms or slaughterhouses. So, look, you know, locking out the public, as you say, we haven't got a clue. Uh, this is going on, right, that's Jeff? Right. That's, that's right, and that's why we have been we fight these everywhere they crop up. We've been successful. PETA's been successful in preventing them from even getting to the desk of the governor in 19 states. But in the handful of states where they have been enacted, PETA has immediately gone into federal court to challenge them as violations of free speech and freedom of the press under the First Amendment to the Constitution. And we succeeded in defeating the Idaho ag-gag law, Utah's, Iowa's, and just two weeks ago, the North Carolina ag-gag law was struck down in a lawsuit that we brought with some other organizations as being unconstitutional. Hmm. Um, but they're still they're still fighting. Industry is still fighting. In fact, we're in federal court right now in Iowa fighting version 2.0 
of that state's ag gag law. So even after we got one struck down, they are still they are still fighting it. Well, and this is why undercut. Yeah, and the things going on with the COVID nineteen pandemic and the conditions that allow for that. Let's, we got to keep in mind that these giant corporations that run most factory farms have found that the way for them to make more money is by squeezing as many animals as possible into as small a space as possible, even if some of the animals are dying from disease and infection. And so it's vital right now that PETA's investigations be allowed to continue. We, We have found systemic inherent cruelty. We found sadistic workers kicking pigs in the head, spray painting them in the eyes, stomping and throwing chickens and turkeys like footballs, smashing piglets' heads against concrete floors, and even sexually assaulting pigs with steel gate rods. And as a result of this, we've been able to go to law enforcement and get the first ever felony cruelty to animals indictments and convictions. But, you know, if if they keep trying to close off these facilities from uh, public uh, inspection— uh, you know, we, we, we're going to keep fighting these ag gag laws tooth and nail everywhere we can. Thank God for Peter. That's all I can say. You've prevented ag gag bills from becoming law in 23 states, uh, but you've got a long way to go. There's no government inspections of factory farms and feedlots for cruelty violations, is there? And workers who report the abuse, you know, and hazardous conditions, they're commonly ignored, or maybe they won't get a job again. Can you, can you tell us what ag gag laws are, are at now and how they affect overall transparency? You know, what, what are they going sure. to absolutely stop us knowing about? That's right. Well, they're going to stop people from knowing about um, the kinds of cruelties that I described that PETA has, has exposed in, in all of our investigations throughout PETA's 40 years of existence. And you can see that these ag-gag laws build on the point you made just a minute ago, that there is no federal oversight of factory farms or feedlots. There's very minimal oversight at the slaughterhouse, but quite frankly, any notion of enforcement is a sad joke. That's why these these undercover investigations are so critical to shining a bright light and letting people know what goes into the food that ends up on their plate. And it's these investigations and this exposure and shows like yours that are so critical to the fact that the demand for vegan food has never been higher now. Um, And and this is demonstrated uh, most starkly by the fact that you've got major slaughterhouse and factory farm companies like Smithfield, Tyson, Cargill, and others that are moving into and are actually already producing vegan meat. Mm -hmm. And so for all the reasons we've talked about, worker safety, uh, uh, removing cruelty to animals, uh, removing the greenhouse gas emissions from um, from factory farms and slaughterhouses that are that is leading to, to climate change and global warming. Vegan food alternatives erase all of that. Uh, and so that's why we encourage everybody who's, a, who's appalled by this to go to PETA.org and download our free vegan starter kits. We've got great recipes and tips on how to easily start a vegan diet and stick with it. Mm. Uh, and it's clearly the wave of the future. It's better for the animals, it's better for human health, and it's better for the environment. All right, but listeners, www.peta, P-E-T-A, dot org, O-R-G. 
right? Peter.org. In closing, let That's me right. ask you this, That's Jeff. Right. What, what more needs to be done regarding health violations and the cruelty to animals hidden from the public? You know, the lack of safety accountability. If you had your way, what could you do tomorrow? Well, if I had my way, every one of these facilities would have cameras in them so that the public at any moment of any day can go and see the horrific conditions for these animals. From the moment they're born until they have their throats cut on the slaughterhouse floor, these animals, pigs, chickens, turkeys, cows, they live lives of absolute misery. They're denied everything that's natural and important to them. Um, and so I think if people could see that on a daily basis, they would be going vegan in droves, as is starting to be uh, how the world is going. Right. Well, yeah. And what's going to happen to the animals then? What do we do with them? Well, we didn't get here overnight. We're not going to get away from it overnight. And True. what you'll see is exactly what's happening now during the pandemic uh, is that the facilities will stop breeding animals right. because they don't want to they, they won't pay for them. In fact, that's another aspect of this. Unfortunately, animals are being gassed. They're being uh, they're being uh, steamed, uh, steamed alive, roasting them to death oh, um, in, in, the, in, in their sheds because they can't be bothered to actually care for the animals unless there's a market for their flesh. Yes. And so what you'll have is as the demand for vegan products goes up and the demand for, for animal-based flesh and dairy and eggs goes down, they will stop breeding those animals and eventually the industry will die out. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Kerr, he's a web scholar and uh, he lectures about animal law at law schools around the country. He's general counsel to PETA and its international affiliates for nearly 25 years. By gee, that's a long time. And uh, you've done a hell of a job, <laughs> isn't it? Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate your time and good on you. Keep up the wonderful work, mate. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Nice to talk with you. Okay, goodbye now. 